Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, the days are going by quick. I don't know how long I've been here, but getting by. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a weird time warp. I don't know how long yeah. any, like... I went to Las Vegas. I don't remember how long ago that was, uh, several weeks, but I don't know. You were on a cruise. Mm. I don't remember when yeah, you got back. I know. Um, it yeah, feels like it was so long ago. Super weird. Um, I've also been like, this is prime allergy season for me, so I wake up and I feel all stuffy and short of breath, and I'm like, oh great, now I have the virus, but right. I, I never, I, I don't think I actually do. This is that prime allergy season, mm-hmm. just primo quality allergies <laughs> That's uh, right. this season going around. Yeah, I have that same problem. So I've just given up at this point. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. if I get a scratchy throat or coughing or something, I'm just like, whatever. I'm not even going to worry about it because <laughs> there's no point in worrying. Yeah, um, for sure. So I've been listening to the good thing about being... Uh, isolated in home is some time to listen to music mm-hmm. and um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff and I've been listening to the Childish Gambino album that just came out specifically and then I watched this video on YouTube where someone discovered that he hid this like note in the source code of his website mm. which is like pretty crazy I mean maybe it's just because they're still getting the site ready or something but it's pretty pretty amazing that you could hide a message in the source code and i was like i wonder who else is doing this Mm -hmm. so i started popping around to some different sites Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay what other musician am i loving right now the weekend i go over to his site look in the source code and it's explosive what i found this is let me read this i got it up here he says I can't believe I killed Michael Jackson and stole his talent Space Jam style. Uh, the best part is I blamed that doctor, so no one will ever catch me. Ha 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 ha. He he. Jamona. Yeah. Wow. I know. That, it's pretty crazy. Why? Wow. Okay. So you found... Like, you've we had... always knew that the the weekend seemed like he he had the talent of Michael Jackson, mm. but I now it's confirmed. So, how did you go about digging into the source code? I'm interested to know your process. I know you're a big computer hacker. Um, t- talk about all the keystrokes. What did you do to find this out? Uh, yeah, I'm a huge microchip head, and I know how to navigate all the codes. So, I just did a control-click on a Mac, or just right-click if you have a good old-fashioned mouse, and you do view page source, and it's all there you just then you're halfway there you just have to sift through the hours and hours of pages of code until you find the secret message Ah, hidden so it's a lot easier than i thought it would be i have i've accidentally i've accidentally viewed uh the source before uh page source right uh, and i'm like get out of here i don't want you but now maybe i should do this with every website i go to yeah, and it's a little more complicated. You have to like go to the ninth div tag, and then mm. uh, go to the hundred twenty seventh anchor, and then mm. put there's your first and your second word. And so there's a whole process to it. You sort of need to bounce around. It's not just written out like a sentence. You know, you need to piece it right. all together. 
um, over time. But yeah, so I also, uh, you know, it's just the the 25th anniversary of Old Dirty Bastards uh, returning to 36 Chambers. So I was like, oh, I got Wu-Tang on the brain. So I headed over to Martin Shkreli's website. It's uh, <laughs> martinshkreli.partyboy.biz and looked at the page source. You know that secret Wu-Tang album he had? Yeah. It, there's a link to it right in his page source. What? Yeah, except here's the catch. It's on title. That's oh, why. Oh, man. So See, you haven't heard it. Yeah, so you got to pay for a subscription. That's why he knew he would hide it where someone would never find it. Oh, so title. smart. So smart. So smart. Um, And then I did go to one more site, and it's a big one. Mm. It's whitehouse.gov. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Because like, like the the White House, as in like Donald Trump's house, his house. Wow. Because we know he's got some skeletons buried in his source code. Oh yeah. So I just looked in there, and there was like a crying face emoji, and it <laughs> mm-hmm. says, "My dearest Vlad, I can't wait till all this coronavirus <laughs> madness is over, so I can meet you at our secret little cuddle nook in Moscow once again." I miss you, my Putin puff. Sincerely, your Trumpy cakes. And wow. um, so, I mean, that's pretty revealing right there. It is, and it's very timely too. So he's obviously like updating the the text yeah. in there often. This is this is a back channel that I discovered. Um, wow, you know, amazing. It's, it's sort of like there were more messages. I just read that one. I'm sort of rooting for. I'm sort of shipping Trump and Putin now. Because I'm like rooting for their love after reading some of these. You're you're a Trump and Putin stan. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. So, um, I mean, I've uncovered some global corporate and government secrets, so I'm sure they'll be after me. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least I was able to reveal them to the public here. Yeah, and you've got nowhere to run. That's the that's the scary part. You have to stay in that's contained true. in in your house. So. You're in trouble. You're screwed. Well, I'm going to barricade my doors and windows, and I like to see them try and get in here. <laughs> All right, should we get started, Brian? Yeah, I think so. Um, what do we do? I, I'm i so like discombobulated, I don't remember what we're doing. Are we just video chatting? Why do I have a microphone in front of me? What's going on? It's time to late your kebab. Uh, it, <laughs> this is, of course, best song ever. We're each going to play three songs for you. And if Brian plays one I really love, I'm going to give it my stamp of approval, which is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. And vice versa, if I play one he really loves, he's going to give it his, which is... Papa Likey. So, Brian, you recently published your uh, quarterly port report for uh, music. Yes, yep. Court Q1 of 2020. Top 25 and, albums. Yeah, yep. so your top 25 albums of Q1. And that's sort of what all my songs serve as today, because these are all albums that are in my top 25 from Q1. And so these are some of my favorite albums that have come out this year already. And I'm going to start with one that's a top fiver. I know I've been listening to a lot. I know you have been too. This is a band who you played on here in the past. Mm. This is a band who makes insanely catchy and beautifully crafted pop songs. Their husband and wife duo making music and making sweet, sweet love. <laughs> it's tennis. Yes. 
this uh this amazing is band. yeah and also on my uh top 25 of q1 as well for sure so this is tennis this is the husband and wife duo of elena moore and patrick riley and if anyone has a problem with my <laughs> making sweet sweet love thing that was a direct quote from brian the last <laughs> time he played them hey you know that it is what it is all right it is what if it you is. don't like it thundercat yeah um that's the name of his album oh yeah uh but yeah, I heard them uh, back in 2014 with their album Ritual and Repeat. Love that album. Uh, you played Ladies Don't Play Guitar from uh, the 2017 album Yours Conditionally. That uh, was awesome. And now they followed that up with their latest album Swimmer. And uh, in my opinion, this is their best work yet. Mm-hmm. Um, all their previous albums have been great, but this is a top fiver for sure. And uh, every song is just a masterpiece. And I knew this album was amazing, but I had no idea the events leading up to it were pretty insane. And they released this statement talking about everything that uh, happened leading up to this album. And I'm going to read some excerpts. So they went on tour in January 2018. Elena jokingly said, I'll be on stage even if you have to mic my coffin as a joke. Then the next morning, she fainted and had a seizure while grocery shopping. Whoa. And um, she woke up in the hospitals later, and he said, that's it, I'm canceling the tour. I thought you were dead. We're quitting the band. I'm going to be an accountant. But they didn't cancel the tour. They took a couple of days off. But then Patrick's father had been in the hospital, and he passed away. So Patrick took some time off the tour to go grieve with his family. Then she said, as the tour continued, we found refuge in playing music together. Songwriting had always been an extension of our inner world. Now we retreated to that world every time we stepped on stage. Patrick's mom also had a like scare where she was sent to the hospital like shortly after this. But she was uh, she recovered and she says, on a hot July day after Karen's return to good health, we sailed as a family into the Pacific and scattered Edward's ashes at sea, his father. I marked our position on the chart with a small X. The album was already well underway. In that moment, I realized what I wanted to call it. Swimmer is a tour of the darkest times in our lives, but it is not a dark record. Named for the feeling of suspension and upendedness that characterized this period, it is the story of deep-rooted companionship strengthened by pain and loss. So... Add some new meaning to the word swimmer, the title of the album, you know, because they were literally like swimming to stay above water and a lot of crazy things happening. And uh, But it brought them closer and they made it through and delivered an amazing album. So here's Tennis with Need Your Love. Just the best. 
Papa Lakey, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I I love the whole album. That starts. That's track two, and it starts yeah. this uh, this run of six incredible songs. Uh, yeah, from two from two to seven. This is like maybe the fourth best of that of those six. Which is crazy. Like it's God, debatable. We're getting but... into your nerdy math. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, it, this album is so good that this is like the fourth best song on the album to me. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, there's yeah. just so many, so many jams on it. Um, I, I love this song. The, uh, the drumming and the, the fun switching up drumming yeah. going on is really great. The guitar lines are nice. Um, everything's just blended really well. Yeah, I, I love this song. Great pop song. Uh, call like recalls. Um, I don't know the '70s or '80s pops uh, singer songwriter stuff. Right. Yeah, so good. I love it. Yeah, I love how they. I mean, they've tapped into that in their whole aesthetic. If you look yeah. at the album cover, they've got like salmon colored suits on and she's got her classic like 80s afro look Mm. so i'm like Mm -hmm. they look like they're from another time they sound like they're from another time i just love how they've tapped into that and sort of implemented it throughout their whole like persona um but yeah i love that drum fill and that sounded like when i first heard this i was like okay this is a little different for uh tennis um just because i felt like it was there usually are that sort of like 70s 80s soft rock and this goes a little harder with those drums and that drum fill just sounds so great and like you said all the different switch ups throughout the chorus the little like breakdown it does in the chorus and then later when it gets sort of like floaty and does that whole switch up just Mm -hmm. beautiful love it so much so that was tennis with need your love from swimmer that is out now on Mutually Detrimental slash 30 Tigers. 30 Tigers, what is this, a Joe Exotic zoo? Oh, yeah, Joe Exotic, Tiger King. Did I tell you? So I interviewed La Priest for uh, Off Shelf yesterday, and we talked about, because he was in that band Soft Hair, and on the album cover, there's a yellow snake. I asked him about the making of that album cover, and he said, yeah, there's an animal trainer. And they said it's the Britney Spears snake. And I freaked out. I was like, wait, it is? I was like, I was going to ask that. <laughs> and I was like, wait, have you seen Tiger King? Because that's the guy. So I'm pretty sure Whoa. I just spoke to someone who had interacted with Doc Antle. Doc Antle. <laughs> and the, probably uh, had... The- polygamist himself yeah i had no idea he had a whole cult going on at his place so man yeah tiger kings crazy days we live in (laughs) for sure um you know and and i'm gonna switch from uh, tiger king to some kings of of rock and roll here nice Uh, yeah it's a good transition um if you ask me one of the best, and uh, so th- this is one of the best rock bands making music right now, Proto Martyr from Detroit, Michigan. Um, Detroit Zone. Love, love these guys so much, um, and they're getting ready to put out their fifth album. I believe this is on your birthday. It's coming out on <gasps> your birthday, my friend. They've gotten you a birthday a present. Birthday present for my thirtieth birthday. Yeah, that's so from, nice of them. 
from your boys proto martyr see who, um it's oh, yeah. like last it's like when i went to their show and jack white showed up that was birthday present enough but <laughs> right. you know had to sneak that in somehow <laughs> yeah you have to you've mentioned that so many times every time um, we talk about proto martyr i have to bring <laughs> it up but then they give me an album on top of it thank yeah. you guys thank you right. so much so they they've been putting out albums since 2012 so they're they're nearing like their 10th anniversary as a band um which is pretty pretty impressive this is their fifth album and um when they were getting ready to write it and and uh record it they were also re-releasing um their their debut album no passion all technique and joe casey the uh singer and songwriter of proto-martyr was saying that re-release of their first album informed this upcoming album a lot. Mm. He started thinking about how that felt like, um, okay, we don't, maybe we can have a future in this, but this might be our one shot. And it had the energy of, all right, let's get everything out we want to here. And of course, they've been able to uh, to be successful and put out uh, critically acclaimed albums uh, over and over again. And so... He says this feels like um, it's uh, the final act in a five-act play, this upcoming album, that um, it, it hopefully there is more, but also if there isn't more, this feels like uh, a good document of like the final things that they want to say as a band. Um, and he says it feels like the, the end of something, maybe just the crest of a hill, on this longer journey um and i i don't anticipate that they're going to be um breaking up or anything but it could be the the last you hear from a from a great band or it could be you know the the end of something with uh, something more to come so either way it's exciting stuff stuff and the first single that we have from uh from this upcoming album is so good typical proto-martyr excellent rock jam let's let's have you listen to this this is proto martyr with processed by the boys
And this was processed by the boys. Joe and the boys, they processed this song real nice. Um, and it almost sounds like it's like when it started, it sounds so ominous. And the, it's a sound I know well from them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels right. But it's also scary and ominous and sinister. Sort of sounds like the apocalypse happening, especially with some of the lyrics that were going along with it. Uh, the part that stuck out to me, the one line about turning mountains into black holes made me think of like, you know, oil and fracking, all that stuff and like turning natural resources into just like terrible places, you know? And, uh, so yeah, had a very apocalyptic feel, but then like, I love what they do where they'll take that sort of rough, uh, sort of grimy sounding, uh, post-punk and then add that, like sort of droning uh, chord behind it that gives it a different feel, even though the rest of it's pretty much the same. So it had sort of a uh, different emotion at the end there, but yeah, still uh, felt kind of sinister and ominous. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, <clears throat> I also love this song. 
um, illustrate something that Proto Martyr does really well, which is um, Joe Casey for the first part of the song is more aggressive and kind of almost uh, like drunken preacher sort of spouting out things. And then as the song shifts, like you were saying, he shifts and kind of sings and there's like a melody there and it's it's kind of nice but also foreboding at, at the same time um and they they do this often of uh kind of tonal switches but still uh within the same uh you know within the same sound and uh i didn't really the first time i heard it i didn't notice like the horn uh or oh or, yeah and was that, that like a sax or a clarinet or something i, I loved that i loved it too um and they you know using horns in music is pretty uh popular right now but i think like what they do with it um it's yeah. darker and more akin to what they do which is really smart um yeah and uh i i, I love it and what you were saying about the the lyrics about focusing on some you know, troubles of the world, how it feels appropriate for right now. Um, Mm -hmm. He's always kind of exploring, you know, the things that make him feel sick about the world, or is it like his outlook that's making him feel shitty, or is it the shittiness of the world that's making him feel bad? And that's at play here and throughout uh, the other songs on the album. So yeah, another strong outing from our good old Detroit boys proto-martyr yeah and when you said speaking of detroit you know that's where they're from that's where we live um they when you said a drunken pastor um it made me think of the guy i once saw down uh in greek town who had like a drum beat playing and he was playing guitar i think and singing jesus wins the super bowl (laughs) So it's like that, right? That's who Joe Casey's like, right? Exactly. I think that was Joe Casey. Um, famously, he it could have been. He he believes every year, no matter who's playing, Jesus is going to win the Super Bowl. And I is, don't keep up with sports, so yeah. like I never checked in to see did Jesus win. He may have been right. I mean, yeah, in a way, Jesus has always won every sports competition ever because whatever is done is the will of god right so jesus always wins but also i think jesus lost the super bowl during that halftime show you know what i'm saying which Uh, shakira and uh, j-lo oh that was so ungodly it made me my skin crawl you know i liked it it made my skin crawl too but in in a good way it caused me to stumble brian i remember at our Super Bowl party, that came on. You were just stumbling all over the stumbling. place. I was like, what? There's butts. And they're shaking their hips. So Your queso stumbling. dip went all over my ceiling because you just stumbled and it went. I know. I was there. just expecting your hips to lie. And then when they didn't lie, I was like, what's going on here? Through queso everywhere. Oh, jeez. You you never learn. Her hips don't I know. lie. I'm never. just like, there's no way hips can be that honest. Really? I don't buy it. Nope. Never. Like Honest Abe. Yeah. Nothing like <laughs> nothing like some Super Bowl comedy in April. <laughs> Will the Super Bowl happen again? Ever? Nope. Most likely not. So that was Proto Martyr with Process by the Boys from Ultimate Success Today, which is out May 29th on Domino. A very dumb day. <laughs> A stupid, hey, stupid day. That's mean. That's my day.
speaking of my day, go ahead and make it, punk. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm about to make your day and my day and everybody's day a little bit better because we're about to listen to a wonderful artist with over six decades in the music industry. Wait, no, that's yeah. 60 years. Yeah. Are, 60, you, are you sure? Hey, 65 years, Whoa. buddy. And uh, 6.5, you should say 6.5 6. 6. decades. Yeah, yeah, that works. The math um, checks out. The math checks out on that, you nerd. And uh, this artist, his latest album features some musical heavy hitters like Jenny Lewis, Brian's favorite person, Justin Vernon of Boney Bear, yeah. and folk legend John Prine. This artist is Swamp Dog that I'm talking about. Swamp Dog uh, has been, like I said, making music for over 65 years. Um, his latest album, Sorry You Couldn't Make It, is out now on Joyful Noise. And he recently got a shout out by Zoe Kravitz's character in the Hulu show High Fidelity, which is funny because uh, she says to her, because, uh, you know, she runs the record store and she's like, I will now sell five copies of Swamp Dog's Love Loss and Auto Tune. And she puts on Lonely, which is the song I played back mm, on the podcast. Nice. And then people come up and they're like, what is this? And then they buy his album. So hopefully uh, she'll do the same trick with this uh, this album because it's pretty amazing. So Snoop Dogg's been making music for 65 years? Brian. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I know he might look old enough, but that's all the doobies he's smoking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, this is Swamp Dog. I know they both have two G's, so it gets confusing. So confusing. But Swamp Dog is a soulful, bluesy country crooner with a golden voice. Ah, from the swamp. Now, Snoop Dogg also has a golden voice, but in a different way. And, um, he's the one who does the G-thangs and smokes the doobies you know right right and um swamp dog his songs uh can be playful and fun as well as powerful and emotional and uh one of my favorites on the album is billy which is a beautiful like piano ballad and it's sort of based on his experience but told in sort of a different way but about him like losing his wife and uh, before I went on that cruise we talked about, I was picking up some food from Panera and I was just like running errands and I stopped at Panera to pick up food and I'm leaving and I had just been listening to the album and this song comes on as I'm just getting on the freeway and I'm just like weeping while I'm listening to it. I was like, I did not expect this to happen right now. <laughs> like I was just listening <laughs> to this album and then just this beautiful, like it kind of reminded me of like a Tom Waits song. Just the piano mm. is beautiful. So um, that's the more emotional side, but we're going to keep things a little lighter and fun. Yeah. And we're going to listen to a song called good better best as swamp dog says on the album a good song has universal appeal it'll make you laugh make you cry it has something everybody can feel and that's what we're going to hear when we listen to swamp dog with good better best good better and best that's the only kind Either one 
That was light and fun, you know, about how women are great. They're 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 always awesome, and they're the worst one is better than the best man. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, See, really that, fun. He's he's trying to score some good points with the ladies. That's for sure. Many of his songs are like talking to ladies um, or swooning yeah. over ladies. Yeah. So uh, I like how this is one of the ones where it's more like. I feel like he's just talking to the person that's listening to the song. He's not yeah. like his lyrics aren't like cryptic or anything. He's just like, Hey, I'm just going to talk to you about what I'm thinking about, you know? And, um, right. I interpret it as like a grass is always greener thing being like, if you've got a good woman, treat her right. Cause good, better or best either way, it could be good for you or it could be bad for you. You know, you can have the best person, but still not have a good relationship and so if you got good woman, treat her right, and uh, everything will be okay. Yeah, I actually really didn't listen to the lyrics that much. I just love the whole vibe of the song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun vibe, and um, I hadn't, I haven't heard this album yet, and um, I remember the, the auto-tune one, so I was kind of expecting a little different of a sound. This is more straightforward, and... Uh, you know, nice classic sound. It's a good song to throw on a, you know, on a, a nice spring day with the sun yeah. out. Uh, it'd be really good for some deck listening for sure. Yeah, I feel like he's not doing the auto tune so much on this one. This mm-hmm. is more like country, bluesy, soulful type stuff. And uh, yeah, I really loved this album. You see the album cover has like the look of like an old country album or something. 
just mm-hmm. the font, some like Western saloon font, you know, and then it's got like a little like red like frame around him and he's in his nice suit with the rose on it. So that was Swamp Dog with Good, Better, Best from Sorry You Couldn't Make It. That is out now on Joyful Noise. And what a joyful noise it is when you listen to Swamp Dog. Yeah, Swamp that's a Dog. good that's a good way to uh, sum up like his overall sound. Yeah. Actually, the, re- the label has it right. Dog. Oh, Swamp now Dog. that's that's what I would like to hear. Right? A I nice know. little mashup with Swamp and Snoop. Swamp and Snoop, the dogs are in town. So my uh, my next song comes from an album which also made my top uh, of the first quarter of 2020 list. This is Halfway. Uh, the the album is The Caretaker. I know you're a fan of this album as well. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. That's good. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. Well, her we're name halfway just sounds there. like halfway. That's fun. Um, This is the music project of Nandi Rose. Uh, I was a big fan of her last album, Lavender. Yes, me Uh, too. And I feel like this is even more refined, uh, more refined sound. The I don't know. There's just something. It's more pulled together. Uh, The scope is is interesting. It's a little catchier. It's just uh, I I love the new album, uh, The Caretaker, so much. And um, the concept I, I was just reading about for the caretaker is really interesting, especially considered uh, considering like the quarantine that we're living through right now. So it's kind of she she's always taken stories from her family, like intergenerational stories, and adapted them into kind of uh, fictional settings or or what have you. And she did that for. Uh, the caretaker as well she invented this character that was like caretaking or taking care of a property and um it's she's kind of doesn't have it together the weeds are overgrowing and she's not taking care of herself and uh, she doesn't have her shit together pretty much and that's affecting everything around her um which is interesting now i think because everyone is kind of having to take a look at how they're treating themselves in this time right. um, and do a little more introspect- introspection about how, um, how they treat themselves and doing what's best for them in this time. Um, so we're kind of all caretakers now of, of ourselves. Right. And like for me personally, I've reached the point of quarantine where I shaved my head for the first time ever oh yeah by the way i've been meaning to bring this up every segment and i keep forgetting (laughs) that you i forgot that you shaved your head because you're hiding it like a coward oh well under a hat let me me show you let's let's see on air what your reaction is here okay hold on hold on i'm gonna take the hat i want to get ready to take a screenshot here okay ready are you ready Mm mm-hmm all right it's uh it's really funny too because it's very funny because of that light that's shining down so harshly on you we'll share this picture when we share the episode you look terrifying uh yeah that's i i feel like um it wasn't the best decision i've ever made it wasn't the worst decision either um 
but it kind of gives you a sense of how I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel a little insulted because before we recorded our first episode, we both had messy hair. Yeah. And I called us the Messhead Boys, and uh, I thought that was a special bond that we shared. And then, like within the week, you shave your head. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Guess the Messhead Boys are no more. See, I I, didn't I, I thought you were I thought you were shaming me. I felt like this was not a safe place for me to have messy hair mm. anymore. No, and my hair was getting too long. I needed a haircut a few weeks ago, and I couldn't. I can't get it now. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to shave but, it all off. Um, yeah, uh, it's a, it's an interesting look. <laughs> I feel like you'd look fine without that harsh light shining down on you. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> But that makes it pretty light. funny. Is um, that better? Yeah, there you go. Take another screenshot. Your uh, oh, should I take another screenshot? Yeah, t- take a better one with the, yeah. <laughs> with your arms up. There you go. Look like a nice, fine gentleman. All right, this chat's just a going back on. I, it's, punk rock it's, Bezos. It's too. Oh you no! You look like a it's, punk rock Bezos because it's of your too tattoos. distracting with my bright yeah, head. Yeah, you can. In this. You can yeah. put your hat back on. So anyway, halfway is talking about this, like how how you're taking care of yourself and uh, the the things around you. Right. And uh, it's an amazing album i really love it and we're gonna listen to um one of the singles from it which is maybe the best song on the album as well so this is halfway with ordinary talk How 
I'll give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. Yay. It was actually interesting when I listened to this album because I'm always like, you know, listening to stuff on Fridays and being like, oh, this can go in this playlist and blah, blah. You know, like I have my whole system for listening to new music. So I mm-hmm. like to experience it sometimes in different ways. It's been nice because like my wife and I usually don't listen to music together. Like we do it separately. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was just playing this in the house. So we were both listening to it. But I do want to spend some more time with it. But listening to this song again, I was a big fan of Lavender. And I feel like you can hear some of her style that was present on that but definitely feels different this new one feels a little more minimal at times but then also like grander like in that builds there in that song and uh yeah just really beautiful uh lyrics and melody there and i like the way the song built i i had read something sort of what you're talking about with the caretaker uh like saying like being a caretaker for yourself is like she said she was sort of looking at who she could become if she didn't take care of herself because I like that line of thinking because I think when you see people whether they're like violent or like bigoted or something you're like oh man uh, how does a person get that way I would never be that way but it's like you could if you didn't take care of yourself you know like that is it also has to do with the environment you're in but a lot of it is like not managing yourself and that's how people get to those dark places, you know? So mm-hmm. I like that that's sort of there too, being like you need to take care of yourself and that's how you be a good person. That's yeah, how you be um, a good person. That's how you be a good person. The lyrics of this song are really interesting to me because it's kind of about her taking care of herself, um, but also telling like uh maybe a romantic partner someone who's trying to support her also that like you don't don't me yeah you don't have to worry about me um you don't need to repair me i know myself well um this is part of the process um and the the lyric that i find really interesting is um i've got places in my mind that i'll never find if you're holding my hand like i wanted you to um Mm. And I do think that there's like learning process while you're suffering um, that you, you know, especially for an artist that maybe you want to mine the depths of this feeling. And if you have someone there that's helping you, supporting you, maybe you're not getting to the lowest point that you could, um, which is kind of that sense of like not taking care of yourself in the best way possible, maybe. Um, maybe you want to feel pain and you you're not allowing people around you to help um you not reach that lowest point because you feel like you need to i don't know that it's just a, an interesting mm. idea and uh, i think she says it really well uh in this song i was also thinking of it in terms of like i mean it's great to have support and have people around you but ultimately it's your your life is sort of your journey and no mm-hmm. one's gonna know your mind and yourself better than you so it's like you do sort of have to do it yourself at a certain point, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like someone else really can't do it for you because it's your mind and your life, you know. So, yeah, yeah. that's true. Powerful stuff. Indeed. And that whole album is full of, of moments like that. It's really great. I encourage everyone to spend a lot of time with it. And um, 
it, it's a very rewarding listen, peaceful and soothing. Um, mm. Yeah, really great. So that was Halfway f- with Ordinary Talk from The Caretaker, which is out now on Ante. All right. Well, my next song comes from one of the most impressive new bands, if not the most incredible new band I've heard this year. Wow. This is their sophomore album, but the first one I had heard, uh, this is En Attendant Anna. Mm. Um, I'm sure I said that terribly. You know, we're Frenchmen um, by ancestry, but I'm not a very proficient French speaker. No. So I'm sure it's supposed to be like En Attendant Anna. We, we, um, And uh, I just love that I... You know, recently took a trip to France, and I do love just the way they make anything sound like. I feel like if you just like just sort of zhuzh up whatever you're saying, it'll sound <laughs> kind of French. Yeah, you know? for sure. Just zhuzh, um, just said it just so It's yeah. and uh, this album is called Juliette, more like Juliette. <laughs> yeah, that that's... actually no, I think it's Juliet, which means July in French. Uh, according to google translate and you had mentioned uh this the name of this band to me and i checked it out and was just blown away mm-hmm. by their sound uh so many great songs and we're gonna listen to the album opener called down the hill and we're gonna get right into it because this is what they do on the album mm-hmm. they just you second one you're in it they're just like we're not fucking around we're getting down to business so let's take a listen we'll talk a little bit more about the album and the song afterwards. Here's N Attendant Anna with Down the Hill.
Uh, yeah, Papa Lakey, of course. That uh, that album is incredible. Uh, that song is great, and this too, another one of my favorite uh, yeah. albums of the first quarter. Here, you're right. I love how it just gets right into it. It's kind of like I forget the term in literature when you um, hop into a story in the middle of action, um, but that's what this is like. In media res. Yes. Yes. I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's what they do here. Another great use of horns, um, yeah. in, in this song and throughout the album. I it's was a little different. Say that. Yeah. It's a little different than again, like the trend is it's not as like sexy or like poppy, you know, it's just like kind of mournful and accentuate and accentuates the mood. Yeah. Um, it's really great. It's, uh, there are moments where this is a little emo-y, which in a, in a good way. Um, yeah, I, I love I love the whole album. It's great. Yeah, and the horns are sort of different from the way Proto-Martyr uses them, too, because yeah. this gives it that sort of like swelling, epic sound that yeah. is like building. And um, a couple interesting things that I always think about when I listen to this song, and this is something I love in music in general, when you can have a sort of repetition, but then things around the re- repeated part are changing. So while the part's repeating, it has a different sound, different feel, different meaning as time goes on. So you hear in that song, not only at the end when she keeps singing the chorus over and over again, the music behind it's sort of changing at one part. It's doing that where it's like building up, you know, and then the drum does a sort of like breakdown at the end. And then also during that last verse, the sort of dissonant rocking part where they play the guitar, the do 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 do, that sort of subtly laid in there for the whole like second half of the the song. So I like it because they sort of go back to the nice sounding part, but then that dissonant guitar part is still subtly in there. So that's why I'm like, it sounds different because that same guitar part played at different times fits in in a different way, you know. So. That's the interesting musical stuff going on in terms of like the uh, the content of the album and uh, the story behind it. They uh, started out. This is their sophomore album in the last uh, album. Like when I heard them, I was like, oh, this sounds like an edgier always because they've got that sort of like uh, that sort of uh, surf pop uh jangle pop sound too but then they have that sort of harder rocking guitar in there too um and i think their first album they're saying was a little messier a little like raw but then raw <laughs> uh, <laughs> tiger king tiger Again, king baby man can't um, escape it and uh this one sounds a little more realized but still with uh that rock element coming through strong Front person Margot Bouchardin says, I tend to consider it as a journey towards acceptation of losses. Would they be friends, lovers, or dreams through death, departure, or disillusionment? And that's, I love the chorus, um, not just the way she sings it, because I do love the takes to take a step back. I just love the mm-hmm. like sorry, rhythm of those words. But when she says, sometimes it takes to take a step back for real. I believe these are the lyrics. I haven't confirmed it and leave the place where you've always been. And, uh, talking about that sort of like restart rebirth, something new coming out of the old 
a new beginning coming out of an ending. And they said that's sort of where they're at with the band, too. And that this album is a symbol of the end of something and the beginning of another. So it sort of mirrors like that moment in life where they're at and they're starting to like accept themselves, accept their losses, like she says, and then um, start this sort of new chapter. And then it's the same with the band as well going into they've got a new member going into a new age of their career. So. That was N Attendant Anna with Down the Hill from Juye out now on Trouble in Mind Records. All right. Well, this is the last song, Luke. This is the, the last end one. Of, for us here. And uh, I'm going to take us out with uh, a amazing hip-hop group artist person who uh, I just love so much. A group artist person? Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of main, mainly the the sole vision of of one person, uh, but you know he he's, gets other people in on it too. Right. This is Shabazz Palaces, um, yeah, one of the most interesting voices in uh, hip hop of the last uh, you know ten plus years. Um, Ishmael Butler, who was in Diggable Planets, uh, re reformed <laughs> as uh, <laughs> that was them, as, right? No. Yes, just yep. kidding. No, no, it was not. You're my butterfly. No, his no. name was Butterfly. It, yes, that's why. I said that. <laughs> you crazy son. And uh, he came back in 2009 as Shabazz Palaces. And has always sought to redefine uh, the hip hop and its sounds and what it can be, uh, or in Shabazz Palace's language, even more dazzling Afrofuturist sutras to illuminate distant constellations with sacred abstractions. That's, Fuck yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the kind of language they like to use. Shabazz Palaces ha- has always been interesting and creative and exploring new sonic territory. And you kind of wonder, okay, what else can they do here? Is it is it just um, going to be more of the same? And it never is. There's always something um, that is different and and interesting. And this new song is uh, no exception to that at all. Um, and it's actually been shaped by him being a parent and watching his son named Jazz. Oh. Um, he is actually also a recording artist under the name Lil Tracy and um, Lil Tracy has that kind of auto-tune sing rap style going on. What Butler does here is kind of uh, adopt that sound but redefine it again in his uh, in his universe and kind of takes the sounds of today's youth and filter it through this like uh lens of uh you know someone who has been doing this for years yeah is this song featuring Lil tracy or is no it, it's not it's just sort it, of it, influenced by yep, that idea but, yeah and you'll definitely hear that on this song and this is a new a new sound for shabazz palaces but also again in that same universe so uh let's go ahead and listen to shabazz palaces with fast learner Featuring Purple Tape Nate. Purple Tape Nate. 
I bet he heard purple tape name though. was a really nice sort of spacey synthy uh vibe that i was just chilling in for five minutes uh i it still has that sort of cosmic feel uh as he did it had sort of like a sci-fi double album for his last album so i feel like i still hear some of that style present which i like a lot but then i i see what you're saying doing he did sort of like an auto-tuned out first verse and then sort of let Purple Tape, tape Nate, wait, is that it, right? Purple Tape mm-hmm. Nate yep. uh, go for a while, and uh, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun combination of of those sounds. Um, you know, the he's, he's really loves this spacey feel, like you yeah. said, and bringing that kind of uh modern sing rap style in with purple tape nate is fun and uh i love how the first like two and a half minutes it's just kind of uh evolving into what it eventually rides out the last like two and a half minutes on um that was that was fun because it doesn't really settle in until around then and then the back and forth between him and uh purple tape nate is a lot of fun and uh again he's always he's never content to uh stay in one lane always looking to innovate and make interesting strange worlds with uh his music and uh i'm really excited for uh another album from one of the best uh, minds in hip-hop right now so that was shabazz palaces with fast learner featuring purple tape nate from the dawn of diamond dreams which is out april 17th on sub pop all right we got one last thing to do here and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in our segment shouts uh this week's a little light last week we had like 20 albums that came out that were great it was Uh, crazy not as many this time uh but there are a couple that i've got my eye on the strokes with the new abnormal i'm very excited for that one uh i think that's going to be a list topper i loved the two singles they released are amazing so shouts to the strokes hamilton lighthouser former frontman of the watchman wait walkman <laughs> former frontman of the uh minutemen the superhero group from the 50s no <laughs> 
Who uh, walks the Walkman? Who walks the Walkman is a good right? question. Yeah. I know. Um, Sony is the answer. Mm-hmm. Hamilton Lighthouser, formerly of the Walkman, with the loves of your life. Uh, the, he's released a few singles from that that have been fun. Also watch his videos with, like, yeah. there's one with Ethan Hawke and Maggie Rogers. Those are very cool. Uh, last, Once in Future Band with deleted scenes. Uh, I heard a couple songs from them. They were pretty good. So, mm. yeah. What you got, Brian? Fun. I've just got one. It's Trace Mountains with Lost in the Country. Um, should be good. Those singles have been have been fun. Good, good stuff. Good music stuff. You know. Yeah, good music stuff. That's what we're all about here at Best Song Ever. I also want to give shouts to. Uh, I know this is not maybe a smart business decision in the podcast biz, but another podcast oh, that boy. just started out. Um, this is done by a few friends of mine and, uh, they're all smart people with music. They're all smart. They're all smart. Uh, check it out. It's called tell me all your thoughts on pod. And it's, uh, about the, uh, top billboard charting rock songs of the nineties. Uh, and they start in 94. They, they have this whole thing about starting after Kurt Cobain's death. They get into it. It's really good and fun. Uh, very, very nerdy. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Tell me all your thoughts on pod. Shouts to them. And hey, did you know that we are a miracle of modern science because we have three daddies? We're like a triple junior situation. Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You get three pregnant dads and they give birth to us. I know we're only two people. Don't think about it too much. But our first two daddies are Planet Ant and Pinecast. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Uh, Planet Ant's streaming stuff nightly. So just uh, head over to their YouTube channel, check them out on Twitter. And uh, they've got a lot of content coming out daily, so check that out. Also, we have that third daddy who carried us to term. Brian, why don't you tell us about Offshelf? Yeah, offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Hell yeah. Uh, Great website. I'm looking at it right now. It it looks... Sometimes you go to websites and you're like, "Why, why does this not look good? This website looks great. You should really go to offshelf.net. There's uh, some uh, interview with Anna Birch up right now. Ooh. Her album just came out. That's exciting. Also, um, uh, interview with Nap Eyes. Oh, yeah. They just had an album come out, too. Great album. Um, a lot of good stuff. There's a punk rock scouting report up here. Check it out. Yeah. Also, I just interviewed La Priest, so that'll be coming out in the next... Uh month or so probably not sure yet but it'll be up there so look out for that i need to uh check out the off-shelf source code let me just do that really quick oh it's looks like a message here from dave obenauer that he hid in the source code he says mm-hmm. i love my boys bry bry and lukey so that's sweet Aww. that's that's the only secrets he has hidden he's he is proud of us yeah well that's gonna do it for us this week as always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. Mm. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is best song ever. Mm-hmm.